2020, huh? What a year. Personally, for me, it's actually been a pretty damn good one in amongst all the, uh, you know, the 2020 year. And in this episode of the Untapped Podcast, which is also a vlog, I would like to share with you the five best things that I did in 2020. And also for you, why it's really important to reflect on a year before you go into the next one and plan out all your big grand visions for what you want to achieve in business and life. So let's dive in. Hi, I'm Natalie Sisson, an entrepreneur, best-selling author, speaker, host of this untapped podcast, and a lover of handstands and dogs. I've spent over a decade building successful businesses I love and teaching others to do the same. I want to help you tap into your unlimited potential and make the income and impact you desire simply by being you. In fact, I'm on a mission to help 1,000 women earn at least $10,000 a month and contribute at least 1% of their revenue to causes that they truly care about so that together we can create a ripple effect in this world. So if that sounds like you and you're on board to learn how to make the mindset shifts you need to have the business success you want and the lifestyle that you desire, then this is the podcast for you. I decided to write these down because, you know, it's been a heck of a year and there are a lot of things that I could have discussed here. And I hope that as I'm sharing the five best things that I did, you might come up with some for yourself. If you had a bit of a shite year, I hope that you are able to find gratitude for just a few things in life, like hopefully the fact that you are alive is always a great one to come back to. And I laugh, but when I was speaking in an event last year to a room full of men who were in the trade industry, and they were like, what's a gratitude? And I was like, well, if you're really stuck on something, because they were in a bit of a uh, place, I said, just be grateful for the fact that you wake up every morning. Like that is an amazing thing to be grateful for. I digress. Hopefully you can find some things in this year that have allowed you to learn some pretty damn valuable lessons. Maybe come back to the fact about what is most precious in your life, what is a priority to you, and also what's important. I think for so many people that I've spoken to, that's what 2020 has left them as a gift. This state of awareness of what is important, what really matters when you strip away everything else. For me, that's my health. That's my partnership and love, that's my family, that's my friends, and that's a sense of purpose in everything that I do. Oh, and of course, my two beautiful fur babies, Kayla and Angel. So without further ado, here are the five best things that I did in 2020 in terms of life and business. So number one was I started the 10K Club during lockdown here in New Zealand at a time when every single other person I knew was just starting to sort of throw out offers and deals and put on sales and, and try and just like turn up to help people, but at the same time capitalize on it. And I remember going back to my roots and going, what was my mission this year? It was to help 1000 women earn 10 K a month and contribute at least 1% of their revenue to causes or charities that lifted up girls and women so that together we could create a ripple effect in each other's lives. And in that moment, I was like, none of these offers and all these things that people are putting out there in panic is actually where I'm coming from and how I fully want to align with the work that I do and the people and the women that I want to help. So instead, I turned everything off. I went into a bit of a cocoon and I came up with the idea and vision for the 10K Club, which is to date my proudest creation. It is a beautiful, small and intimate community of women from around the world in completely different businesses who have all come together to learn 
the three-part framework that makes up the 10K Club, which is really understanding the big picture vision of your business first and foremost, then how to take action on that, and then how to profit on that. So my nine steps and my secret sauce to doing that. Along with that, there's moaching, which is a combination of coaching and mentoring from me. There's community, there's support, there's amazing, amazing support, wins being shared, questions being asked, insights being had, big aha moments also being had. It has absolutely blown my mind in terms of the way these women have just kind of come together and supported each other in this incredible way. And that is the true gem. That is a true gift that I found in the 10K Club. Not what I've created or not what I've necessarily put together because that's important, but it's the women that it's attracted. And there are a certain kind of women who are just there for each other. And they're also challenging themselves and they're stretching themselves and they're rethinking what they've done before and they're doing it better and they're learning new things and they're making more money and they're putting out bigger visions and dreams and goals. It's just awesome. Anyway, I digress. That came out in lockdown. And again, it just I'm really proud of it because my normal go-to is just to do what everybody else did in that chaotic moment and throw everything at the wall and see what sticks and try and help and serve and do all the stuff and just run yourself ragged. And instead, I just stepped back, reflected on my key skills and my strengths and what I love most and what my mission was. And then I designed and created and delivered this beautiful baby that I birthed, the 10K Club. Second, I wrote my third book. So lockdown was a really good time and actually beyond lockdown because I wrote it when we were coming out of lockdown here in New Zealand. For those of you who don't know, we handled COVID really, really well this year. Team of 5 million pulled together, did what our beautiful Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern said and as a result have no cases at the time of this recording and a tiny, tiny amount of death. So I believe that we are incredibly lucky in the scheme of things and I think this is one of the best places to be living on earth right now. It was also a really great time, as I said, to write my next book. And this book is exciting to me because it's like no book I've ever written before. It is not a business book, although it's got some business tips in it. It doesn't have any tools in it, which both of my previous books, The Suitcase Entrepreneur and The Freedom Plan, are filled with tools for those of you who've read them. And it's actually part personal memoir, part personal growth, self-help. And it's just a different genre for me. Well, I'd like to think that I usually inspire through my books, but there's a whole lot of personal stories in here, things you're going to find out about me that you didn't know that I hope you can relate to and will help you out. And the whole point of suck it up, princess, is to give you real life strategies to get out of your own way and be the heroine of your own life. Would I have written this book if we hadn't had such a year? I don't actually think I would have. There was something that Josh, my partner, said to me at the beginning of the year, and he said, you've been talking about writing another book, and I don't really see you doing anything about it. And I remember being like, huh, but I'm the kind of person who rises to a bit of a challenge. And I was like, that's actually a fair call. You've called me on it, so I better do something about that. And the best way that I know to do that is to create a crowdfunding campaign so that I put it out there publicly, I test and validate with the audience, highly recommend it. And then if I get enough pre-orders, there's a reason to write this book. And thankfully, I smashed my fundraising target right, by the way, at the time that almost everybody was going into panic with COVID and lockdown. So again, I'm super grateful for that because it was the hardest time to be asking people to support and pledge to a book that I hadn't written during this time when most of them were just going into shock or just, yeah, pure panic. So 
Don't always advise that, but it allowed me to then go, right, I've got to write this book. I've got to give them what I want to deliver. I've got to come true on my promise. And the book was really cathartic for me to write. It was also incredibly hard because all the emotions were happening at that time. Even though in New Zealand we were doing okay, it was really hard to watch my friends, my dear friends overseas, suffering in all sorts of ways. And just the collective heaviness of of the pandemic, Black Lives Matter, just everything that was going on during those particular months of the year from sort of June till September, October, when it was really getting pretty heavy, was definitely making it hard to write a book that was meant to be more lighthearted and insightful and on the self-help journey. So once I dug in, it was really powerful, but it was incredibly difficult to get going on it. I was really thankful that I also at the same time did my second write your damn book live round with a bunch of 30 beautiful writers who accompanied me on this writing journey. And they were actually my saving grace at times because I turned up for them to write live with them and they turned up for me. So that was pretty awesome. And I suggest if you're going to write a book or if you're going to do any big project, try and gather a group of awesome humans to do it with you, even if they're doing something else, but make it a consistent weekly practice where you gather together and work on the thing that matters to you most, especially during a time when everybody was craving more connection because you weren't able to see people. The third thing I did was I built my dream team. That just sounds so simple, doesn't it? But it really <laughs> hasn't been. Uh, it's been a year. Whew. This was really important to me because when I started this year, I felt like I started my business from scratch after taking some time away from it for a year. And it was just me and my podcast editor, Rolly, who's been with me for almost nine years. Thank you, Rolly. And I was like, no, I'm going to need some help. But this time I want to do it different. I don't just want to build this kind of virtual outsourced team of people who come in to do bits and bobs. I really wanted to have somebody and some people who would stick with me and grow with me in this business, especially because I had a big vision after creating the 10K Club and seeing what was possible. I was like, this could grow into something really big. And then I had bigger aspirations and plans for my business and then I set up this target to hit seven figures in the next three years. And then I was like, oof, well, I ain't going to be doing that alone. So I need a team. And rather than what I've done in the past, which is be super free spirited and, you know, you just work these many hours and you do it on your own time. I was like, no, I actually need people to be there. I want them to have flexibility and freedom, but I want them to also know they're secure in this role with me, that they get to grow, that they get to stretch themselves and that they really get to own their work. So the first thing I did was hire an online business manager, Lauren, who was great. She was here in New Zealand, but she ended up going on maternity leave, which I did know about. And then I think it just kind of made her realize she, she needed to be a full-time mum at that point. Uh, so it set me up in a really great way because Lauren showed me, oh my gosh, if you pay somebody more and you get somebody in a specific position with specific skill sets, you get a better quality and level of person and work all around. So thankfully, I hired my next digital business manager slash online business manager, similar thing. So named Lauren, but different spelling. And she is based in France, but she's from South Africa, and she's been an absolute dream. She's been a godsend and one of the best things that could have happened in my team. And she's committed and she tells me that all the time. And she's just brought in awesome systems and she's taken us into Airtable. And I'm a pretty organized person but detail isn't always my forte like I love the big picture vision I can pull it into plans I can put it into action but I really love Lauren feels like she's coming along with this broom behind me just not sweeping up the mess 
but organizing what I'm doing over here. And I love it. It's great. And it's just giving more clarity to us. We're planning ahead more. I feel like I have people on my team now who are like, hey, Nat, this is what we want to be doing next. And I've got it. And I've got this part. And you've got this part. And let's go. And I also hired Revelation just before Lauren, actually, who's become just my chief key WordPress designer. And she's awesome. And bit by bit, we have single-handedly or double-handedly over the last three months, rebuilt really important pages on my website. So rather than a big full web design, and I highly recommend this actually, we just tackled one page at a time. The first one being the podcast page, which looked awesome. The second one being my plan your profitable freedom year, like a boss page, which I'll link to below. And it just looked amazing. I also had two photo shoots done back to back because I'd organized them pre-COVID and then I ended up just doing both of them. So now we actually have photos to last us for I reckon a good couple of years that we've been able to bring to life on the website along with that was a rebrand so it's all just been like morphing and merging over the last three months just got a new home page new 10k club page just awesome and actually something that I've never done before normally I try and do a big web redesign or I just don't bother to go to that level of design and intentional brand behind everything we do so I'm super proud of how everything looks. I feel like we stepped up a level and that's purely thanks to my team, seeing my vision and running with it and making it even better than I ever could have. So thanks, Revelation. She is literally a revelation. Then I hired a digital marketing manager who was fantastic, but left me after a month for really good reasons. She had her own things to do. It was a real bummer because it was going great. But it really taught me to go back to the basics and go, yeah, you've got to ask people if they're in this for the long run, if they're willing to commit for 12 months. You've got to understand what their goals are from the get-go and you've really got to have some candid, honest talks about what matters so that you know from the, the very beginning when you're hiring them, this is a long-term relationship, not something you can kind of come in and out of. That was a really tough but good learning lesson because it led me to Alverne, who I was going to hire in the first place, and it was always a toss-up between these two ladies. So she's been on board for a couple of months now and is digital marketing, strategy, content, and I really like that she's introverted and strategic and a planner and more considered and cautious because it really balances my, let's go! <laughs> So that's been awesome and she also is also very organized and detailed. She's an online business manager as well and so her and Lauren have been mixing in really well. And then I hired Ash, Lauren's bestie, also South African who lives in London and she is an awesome copywriter. She's way more than that but I hired my first copywriter ever and for somebody who's always written my own content, my own blogs, everything, my books, this is actually something I've been wanting for ages because the amount of content that we put out there and the amount of ways to like really bring that to life and engage people and have some attitude and have some sass has kind of just been something that I've done it for so long. It's easy to, I don't know, I've never taken it for granted, but I was kind of like, can somebody just come and do this for me better than me? <laughs> Welcome, Ash. Sometimes she uses the most hilarious sayings that I'm like, well, I don't even think I'd say that. But I feel like I'm gaining more confidence to go with it and be a little bit more bold and out there. And that's exactly what I wanted for my brand. And she's bringing it. And she works in really great. And the team, it's just a pleasure. And the final bit was hiring a Facebook ads agency after dealing with a couple of freelancers and having some good and some pretty poor experiences with that. And I was like, Nat, why don't you just go all in, spend a lot of money, <laughs> hire the best of the best, see what they can do. And it's been so far early, early, early days 
but a real pleasure working with an agency because they're just that more professional. You get many team members to deal with and work with. They all have their specialist roles. They keep you communicating. They have a whole Slack channel for me. There's ad copy sign-off. There's image sign-off. There's targeting sign-off. There's just a lot more sophistication to it, including them interviewing some of my customers, which I really loved that extra step. So at this point, I feel like it's been a year of investing in a dream team, and I'm really looking forward to 2021 being the return on investment on those amazing team members and them growing and me growing and us creating some magic. Number four, I diversified my investments. So I have always been a fan of real estate. I have a couple of properties. I sold my Portugal property this year and I've used that money pretty well. Some of it's just stockpiling and savings because let's face it, this was a weird ass year. And I was like, I think just having some cash on hand would be smart. Um, it also has allowed me to invest a little bit more in my business should I need and I get to that point. Uh, but I've also put it into an awesome tool here in New Zealand called Sharesies, which allows everyday people to invest in the stock market and in a variety of different shares really, really easily and um, super easily. I love their interface. I also know the founders. They're awesome people. So I've really enjoyed like investing in the stock market. I wouldn't say dabbling, just picking my things and holding. Um, and it's pretty good portfolio right now. And the other thing I've done is invest in crypto myself. And that's also been just a really strategic kind of investment strategy. So I feel like for the first time in my life, I put on my big girl financial panties and I have diversified my investments, not doing anything crazy, but so far it's been good and I'm willing to proceed with a bit of caution and a little bit of risk. At one point, my shares portfolio was massively high risk and then I put in some government bonds and it kind of became conservative and I was like, I'm not conservative. Anyway, the point is, diversification is great because in addition to multiple revenue streams, which I'm building up in my business, it's really important to have other investments going on. And I guess I've got to that stage in my life where I have that money and I've done quite well through property and my business. And I'd really like to make sure that I have a good solid future with financial freedom and retirement in like 10 years. So the fifth little one that I threw in there is that I took up CrossFit. This is pretty new. I've only been doing it about five weeks but it was just a really great decision that came to me after all the lockdown and then all the staying at home and working from home. And I was like, you know what? I'm actually missing socializing. I'm missing a different form of fitness that challenges me that's competitive, but really more with yourself. And I just felt like doing something super functional with strength and high intensity. And I went along to the good old Upper Hutt CrossFit Unit 54. They were super welcoming, super awesome. And before I knew it, I was going three times a week, loving it looking forward to it. it was my nice break in the day whether it was first thing in the morning or midday and it created a really nice balance with work and then play and getting stronger and fitter and it's just cool it's cool after all the triathlon training to be doing something with people and having some good laughs and just testing myself so my aim is to be able to do a freaking pull-up by the end of next year which probably sounds really lame to most crossfitters but to me that's like a big ass thing I don't know people just don't know how they do it I can do a negative pull-up right now just and just a whole bunch of ways in which I want to grow stronger it's really really good for my mindset as much as my physical prowess and I just think it's it's really great functional fitness it kind of it speaks to a lot of my strengths and it also points out my weaknesses and I like it so those are the five best things that happened to me in 2020 including if you're watching the vlog I redecorated what was a bedroom and turned it into my home office and I think I finally feng shui'd it perfectly 
And it's just amazing. Like I'm looking around, I can see the trees and the forest. I've got this awesome wall behind me. I've got a great couch, which usually the dogs lie on. I've got a nice bookshelf for some of my books. I've got a whiteboard. I've got my limber desk, which is a, a desk that goes up and down and I can move all around. And so I can just pivot with my desk all the time, standing to sitting to kneeling to cross-legged. It's just cool. It's functional and it's freeing and it's all mine. I would love to know in the comments below what has been the best thing for you in 2020. I really hope you can find a couple of awesome things. No matter how your year went, I'm a firm, firm believer in being grateful for all the lessons you learned, even if they were absolute shite at the time. And I've had a fair few of those this year as well, but I always choose to focus on, well, what did I learn from that? What can I take forward from that? And what did I really, really, really appreciate in 2020 before I head into 2021 and do all the planning, which by the way, I've done. I did it all before I ran my live workshop, which is now a course available for you. So if you were like, Natalie, I don't know about 2020, I just want to forget it. I would highly encourage you to reflect on it first because the reflection is what gives you the gold of what you want to take forward into the next 12 months. And then I am super happy to help you plan out your entire calendar for 2021 and beyond to then map that to your big visions and goals across all your areas of life, to then take that and put your goodness into a one-page business plan for those of you in business who want to map out your entire revenue streams and not just map it out, but actually hit it. And then to turn that into a content marketing calendar that will convert. That is what that whole plan your profitable freedom year like a boss is all about. Link is somewhere here and below. Check it out and have an amazing end to this year and a fantastic start to 2021. Because let's face it, it's time to reclaim our year and make it awesome. Thanks so much for listening. I'm Natalie Sisson. You've been listening to the Untapped podcast and also watching the vlog, depending on which medium you love best, or you can do them both. Isn't that cool? Get me twice in audio and video. It's just too much goodness, isn't it? It's too much goodness. I know, I know, I know. You can thank me later. <laughs>